As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Day's Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G, and we are back with the first episode of the new year, so please welcome the regulars, Chad. <laughs> and Chris. Do it. Do it. No, no, that's pretty good, Chad. Chris, what do you got? You, you going to match that? No, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Horn I'll toot. pass. Little horn toot. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here kicking off the new year with some top lists, and we're going to kick it off with the best from this past year, 2022. That's usually for the end, Chad. Chad's like, fuck it, the show's done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm ending it now. Less than a minute in, it's over. Late night shows where they have, like, this segment we like to call, you know, whatever it is, like, plays a little tune. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, well, that, that is the tune. That's just the end tune, Chad. <laughs> that's the you, only tune I have. You've established, <laughs> you've established that as our end tune. Tunes. All right, maybe you could do the bah, bah, bah again or something. <laughs> so for a peek behind the curtain, we had actually tried to record this a little earlier. And this is take yes. two, and hopefully we get through it this time. But we had a conversation. I don't want that to be missed. So let's talk about... The streamers versus theatrical, where you're at on streaming uh, at home, and also how that plays into your rankings. Like, do you count streamers as legit movies? Because I think at this yes, point you have to. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, you know, before we were brutally interrupted by this storm and everything, I basically was just saying that I think with things are just so different because uh when the pandemic hit it slowed down everything and it also forced a lot of people to watch things at home and become also more comfortable with their viewing pleasures at home because then they don't have to worry about some of the stress that comes with going to the movie theater as well so there's that one aspect and then I think also just movies in general, the business is maybe still trying to catch up in terms of doing maybe the workload they're used to doing and they're not quite able to do that yet because we're not technically out of the pandemic. I mean, we still have it around. It's still there. But, you know, it's just uh, it's interesting in that regard. And then, of course, we talked about how the movie theaters are a little more expensive these days, especially with getting concessions well, and getting a movie and a movie ticket. in theaters. You know, if you're, a, you know, if you're a movie studio or distributor yeah. or whatever, like it's just hard to get your movies in theaters nowadays Yep. because, you know, obviously people want to make sure that movies that go there are going to make the money that they're hoping it'll make. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing it's not just to put a movie out on streaming services right. where people are going to watch it because i mean you know people aren't going to flock to the theaters to see it they're certainly going to you know find ways to you know get it digitally you yeah know, people can wait for it or whatever people know? have learned to have patience because the thing <clears> is, <throat> is like mm-hmm. a lot of movies don't stay in theaters very long like, like they used to way back when so people are just kind and of hell, learned to like, no, nah, I can and wait. Blu-rays don't sell like they you used know, to anymore uh, well, either. That's so. the thing. People will wait for the, either the physical releases mm-hmm. or ready for the uh, 
video on demand releases or whatever. Um, so, or one of the streaming platforms to pick it up and release it. So I think people have a little more patience with uh, stuff like that. And then I think the theaters, I mean, a lot of them have also now closed down. I don't think a lot of people have come back for, to the movie theaters once the pandemic hit. I just don't think everyone has returned to it as well. Um, so it, things are just a lot different now than what they were just a few years ago. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And like Chad was pointing out about movies getting in theaters, not all movies can be Top Gun Maverick and stay in theater yeah. for six months. Tom Cruise has a certain effect where, you know, he had it in his contract. <laughs> it would not go to streaming for six months, and it didn't. They yeah. stuck by it, and it made a shit ton of money because of that. Yeah, you really have – and that's the thing is, like, I mean – if you're, I think, really banking on a movie to last for a while in the theater, then you better hope it's a damn good one that's going to attract people to come to those theaters. So, but otherwise, I would say just expect a short theatrical run and people are going to be patient um, and people are not going to be able to spend as much money on the theaters like they used to either, especially with what the way prices are now. And you're talking about a one-time viewing, yeah. whereas if like it comes onto a streaming service, people can watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, people can buy it on 4K Blu-ray or whatever, and they can watch it multiple times. So people can be patient for that. Oh, absolutely! I remember when the pandemic first hit, and it the first movie that we got was uh, we were going to take the kids to see Trolls World Tour. Mm. So it didn't hit theaters. Your favorite movie, too. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was like, hey, that movie's pretty fire. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But yeah, we paid the $20 rental fee. And I think the kids watched it five or six times over the course because you get it oh, for two wow, days. Yeah. So for 20 bucks for the whole family to put that movie on six times, well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas to go to the theater, it would have cost us well over 100 to watch mm-hmm. it one time together. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think part of it too is maybe <clears throat> my desire to go to the theater is maybe um, waned a bit, maybe because of age. Because um, you know, I mean, I remember like when we were you know young and you know in high school, fresh out of high school. You know, we were hitting up the movie theaters every weekend. Yeah. Yep. But you know, it was but different. Nowadays, I was kind of like, ah, because... you know what? I'll I'll be fine if I don't see this movie on opening weekend. I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. it's, I know it kind of sucks, but you know, I'm like, my life's not gonna be any different yeah. if I have to wait, you know, a few months to watch the fucking Thor movie or something, you know? All right. Which was a dog shit film, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how but, you really you know, feel. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know. My my interest is, is like Chris said. You know, I mean, I'm part of that crowd where I'm just like, you know what? I can wait. I have other things going on in my life. I can wait. Yeah. And the thing is, it was, one of the big aspects that was different too back then is just that there was no streaming service. Mm-mm. Yep. That's so true. Yeah. we had, if we really wanted to see that movie and before it comes out to, you know, physical release, we had to go to the theater to go see mm-hmm. it. That was the only way to do it. Um, but now people have multiple ways of yeah. seeing a movie and yeah. they could do it on their own time. And yep. so people don't feel rushed as well. That's another thing. People just don't feel rushed to have to go see this movie before you no longer won't be able to. So yeah. Cause but, I think another part that yeah. plays into that is the fact that even if you don't go see the big movie that's in theaters, 
something somewhere is premiering on a streamer every weekend. Yeah. So you can see something that's new, true, even if yeah. it's not in the theater. You yeah. will be watching yeah. a new movie if you so choose. That's true. And that's true. You got all these streamers that are promoting something and something really good. I mean, there's some really good films that just head straight to the streaming mm-hmm. services and watch it. The only thing I do wish is that some of the Netflix stuff, just because I'm a physical release person, there are some things I wish that would get a physical release because I would love yeah. to see... And, you know, call me crazy or something, but I like seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff. I like hearing maybe some of the audio commentary stuff. And oh, yeah. So we don't really get that with, you know, just the movie Sad, being on stream. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I like a like, complete I love package. I and... movies with like audio commentary yeah. from the director or something like that. And you it depends never on know. who it is, though, because like Rob Zombie commentaries kind of suck. Though. <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while you get like those commentaries where they're like really helpful. Yeah. You know? Like they give you yeah. like, really cool, especially, like, oh, we did it like this, or we yeah. did do this type, sort of technical rig and blah, blah, blah. Right. And as opposed to some directors, like, oh, it was raining that day. Yeah. <laughs> Lords of Salem, Salem commentary. It was cold out that day. It was boiling. Oh, hot my. When we shot it. We were all God. terrible. Did you, and... Chad, I'm guessing you listened to the Lords of Salem commentary. <laughs> Because I swear to God, Rob Zombie, every fucking scene outside said, well, this was one of the rare times it wasn't raining. We were we were hardly able to get this. I was like, that's all you talk about is how much it rained and how you almost didn't get the scene that you got because it was raining most of the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a terrible commentary. Oh, but man, but man I, I like the package of stuff and then the yeah. other thing too is that sometimes with the streaming services you never know when things will just disappear and go away and then next thing you know you don't have access to it so that's one of my big things about being a proponent of physical releases still no matter what is at least you could say you got the movie and if anything happens you can't even afford internet or something like that at one point then at least you got something your library, to be able to do that. Mm. what was your, I mean, what was your last count like ooh, you know what? 24 thousand movies no or? definitely not definitely <laughs> It's big, but not as big as other people. Not even. That's what all the. That's what you say to all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> you know me very well. Well, according to this app where I'd log in, yeah, my yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah. Supposedly it's thirteen fifty nine. Oh, okay. That's pretty. That's a healthy, that's, robust number. Oh yeah, definitely. Not enough though. You need more. Out of curiosity, what app is that? Huh? What, what app, app is that? Using? Oh, that is. Oops, hang on. I'll just close it out. DVD profiler. DVD profiler. And he just yeah. scans the barcodes with his phone camera. Yeah, you could do that. And it yeah. Logs all of his movies. That'd be nice. I'd hate to like have a couple to dollars start it. Oh, okay. It so bad. it's one you paid for. Okay. I did have to pay for it, but it was just like a couple dollars. Yeah. What'd you say? Like, it like wasn't bad. Bucks or something maybe. Like maybe that. Like a, a one-time fee? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not bad then. Mm-mm. So I hated that, you know, um, what was it? DVD Fiction Auto? Yeah. Right. Because that was the one I used for a while mm-hmm. and loved it. But man, uh, I, loved I was like, it. but I, I have to have a, something to catalog, catalog my movies. I just got to. So. Uh, so, but I've been liking that. I like that can scan the UPCs on the back of the movies and then it'll find it typically most of the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a lot better than having to hand search everything, manually search everything. So yeah, sometimes I have to, but oh yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, guys, I guess it's time we actually get into this top 10. Let's do it. 
this is where we need the part where it's like good music that you know we'll go let's do our 2022 top 10 and then something to go yay you have like the kids cheering in the back yep. yay <laughs> are you ready kids all right i'm gonna kick off the list with my number 10 shoot josh and this was a movie that as a family we've been looking to the forward to this one for a while and what i'm talking about is turning red and the reason we were looking forward to it is because my my youngest daughter's favorite animal is the red panda so as soon as we saw a teaser for this a movie with a red panda we didn't know what it was going to be which is what chad wanted to say you looked like earlier before we started this conversation (laughs) well he said a normal panda Yes. Red pandas do look different, though. They look way different. Than way different, way different, yes. Well, yes. he said you look like a panda, they so kind of it works. <laughs> but yeah, Turning Red. We saw. We didn't go to the theaters. We watched it on Disney+, Plus because it was a... I think, I, mean, no, I think it only came... They didn't even put it in theaters, did they? No, they put they it straight not. to Disney+. No, Plus. you know what? For some reason, like... Uh, what was his name? Not Bob Iger, but Bob Chepikik. Chep- Chepitpick oh, or whatever. Know. He was the CEO of Disney. Too many bobs. Like he was, yeah, too many bobs. Bobbing around. Uh, <laughs> he he did this thing where he was putting Pixar films uh, straight to streaming rather than putting them in the theater. That's the reason why we got like Soul on streaming Luca. and Luca and all those. Uh, but you know he he got fired, so now Bob Iger is back in the role. So we'll probably see more of that. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, it was it's nice in that effect because at least you're able to. Oh, okay, leisurely, I can see this movie on my time and in my own home kind of deal. That double edged sword. But you know, one of the things we're talking about too, just real quick, is like, you know, the sad part is too with theaters is that yeah, it's a whole different experience to itself, and there is nothing like being able to share that experience with some strangers to hear their reactions and see their reactions, share those reactions with those people as well. And the fact is the movie theater is a whole different viewing experience than it is at home. So yeah. One, of one of the other things too, as pointing out that double-edged sword. Yeah. I would say, I mean, at the very least, I think you should be able to do day and date and have it in theaters and at home. If you want to go that route, that way the people who prefer the theater still have that option to go. And I realize money wise you're taking a risk if you put it in these theaters and it doesn't make money but i have a feeling it would have made money i think all the pixar movies right. will make at least a decent enough to justify it being in a theater but yeah well it got it, really good reviews uh, people good really love the movie and it's already been starting to pick up nominations for award season shit in some people's leaves because it was talking about you know it had metaphors for you know girls going through puberty and of course you had those like people like when you can't do that you can't talk about that sort of thing but they're okay with male puberty (laughs) well i i think some of it is they just don't necessarily always pick up on male puberty i don't think a lot of people pick up that teen wolf is about going about male going through puberty you know yeah but how hard is it also to pick up like when maybe some of those kids films that show where kids voice is cracking yeah I guarantee you those yeah. are the same people like, keep your agendas out of my movies. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. Well, that's just because technically, let's just face it. I mean, there are a lot of men out there who are just afraid of female power. That's just, you know, yeah. whatever, in all its forms, whatever positive forms it is, they're just afraid of it. Yeah. All right, Chad. Sorry. Yeah. Rant, rant of the love, day. That's why I love Spice World. Rant of the day. <laughs> 
girl power. Hey, I actually come to like Spice World. Like back then, I'm okay. Admitting it to everyone, right? We saw the movie in theaters. Yes, we did. We, we did. Out. We did. We did. And there were some parts we did enjoy. Yeah. There's some funny shit in there. And but I think we walked out of it going like, "What the hell did we watch? What is this? <laughs> so surreal." But here it is, like twenty plus years later, and I could find a whole new appreciation for that film. <laughs> and I I like it. I think it's actually a really good film. I That's, maybe it's yeah, just one of those films that was fun, misunderstood yeah. when it first came out, and the fact that it is just a fun movie. So. Although Josie and the Pussycats is much better. Exactly. And that's another one. Josie and the that's Pussycats another is one way that's... better. Sorry, we're getting way off topic. Yeah. But Josie yeah. and the Pussycats is <laughs> way underrated. I'm I've never watched good. Josie. I haven't seen uh, Spice World since... I don't think I've seen me. it since the theater, so... Oh, man. Well, I don't blame it. It took me a while, too. Okay, Josh, your assignment at some point is to watch Josie and the yeah. Pussycats. Yeah, it was movie. one of those movies... underrated film. Yeah, it was underrated way back then, but now yeah. it's gained a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. It's yep. interesting. I've heard a lot of good things about that recently, so yeah. But okay, so back on topic. My, Chad, my, my number, my number ten, right? The number ten uh, film. It, it, uh, well, it may not classify as a movie, even though I classify it as a movie, and I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> so don't come for me unless I send for you. And that is Werewolf by Night. Uh, good fun movie. You know, uh, explores a new universe, a uh, new corner of the Marvel universe. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, horror themed. It doesn't really have the superhero uh, aspect mm. to it. Mm. I mean, it kind of does, but it's not like, you know, a superhero in a cape, you know, saving, you know, alien invasions or whatever. Nothing wrong with that, too. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a little different. But anyway, yeah, so Werewolf by Night. I want to get off this so that uh, Chris can go on and get his, his thing in. Oh, you're fine. Whew. All right, Chris. I, I can't comment on Werewolf by Night because I have not watched it yet, so I cannot. It's good. Shine, shine, shine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wanted to sit down and watch it with the kids, and I'm worried that the black and white aspect is going to make them go, "Oh, this is boring." Because I haven't got them over that yet. Where the I think that they will. There's a lot that goes on in it. Um, I think they'll end up forgetting that it's black and white. I think they'll get sucked into the story. Yeah. All right, That's Chris, go ahead anyway, and give you number, number 10. 10. <laughs> Yay! My number 10, I picked The Good Nurse with Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. Um, again, before we got cut off, I had explained how this was a uh, based on a true story, real-life thing of um, this male nurse Murder. practicing for, yes, <laughs> for 16 years, and he had been murdering patients in different hospitals, and all these hospitals would basically let him go, but they would come up with different excuses to let him go and cover up what he was really doing. Um, and what it took was finally just being in this one hospital and this was in the early 2000s and he befriended this one nurse who she's a good nurse the jessica chastain's character and um when she starts to get basically wind of what he's doing and find out what he's doing is uh horrible which he was injecting the saline bags with like insulin and some other medicine um he she had the thing is like she couldn't outright say anything um, because it would put her job on the line, but she had to end up working with police secretly and thanks to her getting his confession, they were able to catch him, lock him up 
and he got sentenced for 29 murders i think but they believe his his murders (laughs) were up to like 400 so yeah it's and none of those hospitals were ever held accountable as well even to this day Uh, burn them down and he yeah it's just he would inject those bags man and what would happen is he would put them back with the other bags a nurse would grab a bag thinking everything's okay hook it up to the patient and he would just he would be the one that would kill it but he wasn't caught doing it you know so he was just the silent killer wow yeah that's, that's a crazy story <laughs> i know insane. i didn't even know about it honestly until this movie came out i was like yeah where did that come from <laughs> and i you know and i like kind of you know the true crime stories and the serial killer stuff like i can read some of that to an extent because other times I get too much and I'm like, mm, I need something positive now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, that's my number 10, The Good Nurse. It's on Netflix. Recommend it. The Good Nurse. All right. My number nine. It's a movie that I didn't think I'd watch. The wife wanted me to watch it, so I sat down and watched it with her. It's actually currently on Netflix. I think it did go to theaters at first. Based off a book. Didn't read the book. Can't compare it to the book. Don't know anything about the book. So for people who have those comparisons... I'm going purely off the movie I watched. And that is Where the Crawdads Sing. The Crawdads. Crawdads. Where the Crawdads Sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's it's got Daisy Edgar Jones in it. But basically her character, she lives out, they live out in in the marsh. Like her character is not referred to as Marsh Girl by everybody in the town because she basically has grown up on her own since like the age of nine or something like that. Like her mom leaves, all her siblings leave and eventually her dad leaves too. And just leave her there <laughs> as a young girl. That is crazy. It is crazy. And the only people she befriends is she goes and starts selling clams to these people that run this little store in town. And they're basically doing it because they know that her family has left and they're trying to take care of her without being able to take her in. Cause it takes place in the sixties. Weird. Weird. yeah it, it it is it is but and basically what happens is there's a murder that happens they try to pin it on her because she's marsh girl so you're getting the backstory of her growing up and then everything leading up to and you're also getting intertwined with the courtroom drama as they're going through the case right. so actually that <laughs> sounds interesting but i'm sitting here in the back of my head going how did this girl at nine years old <laughs> take care of herself in this house without like without the house being taken away you know what i mean and paying for all of that including like just the living expenses and i don't know i'm just sitting there like how did she do all of that it's crazy that's just me being you know over analytical but it sounds like a really good story yeah you'd have to check it out i mean now don't get it twisted it's not like she's living nicely there's not electric she doesn't have electric turned on or anything she just has to live there I'm guessing the house is paid for. And it's this little house that sits out in the marsh that people don't even pay attention to. So, Not even property tax? <laughs> well, <laughs> can't speak on that. Don't know how that worked, especially back in the 60s, which is when this takes place. So I don't know anything about all, all yeah. that. And maybe that couple that was watching over was actually taking care of some of her stuff for her without her knowing it. So, Oh, that's a good possibility. But yes, that is my number nine. So Chad... Yeah, uh, so my number nine uh, pick is Wendell and Wild. Oh, uh, I want to see that one, too. Key and Peele. Um, 
uh, don't ask me to summarize it because <laughs> I'm not good at summaries because there's a lot that goes on goes on in this film. But basically, it's just these two. Uh, I don't know what you call them, demons. They're mm-hmm. demons that uh, you know want to start their own little theme park, <laughs> and uh, something about some hair cream that brings <laughs> yeah. uh, things back to life and. And, uh, oh wait, Chris hasn't. You haven't seen this, right, Chris? This. I want so this to. sounds vile to you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to. Like I, I've been meaning to. I just have not been. Able but it's to so good. It. It's Henry Selleck, so he's you know back doing his thing, you know, and and uh, it's just so stylized, so beautifully well done. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, yeah, really fun. Totally up my alley. Totally my aesthetic. Loved it. That sounds Loved like, it. That sounds like it'd be good though. I mean, just from what I've seen of it, yeah. of turn like the trailer and all this stuff. I mean, there's um, a bunch of other things that go yeah. on. Yeah, it's kind of lazy. Like, <laughs> kind of lazy to summarize all of it. So yeah, Wendell and Wild. It's on Netflix. Yep. Good stuff. All right, Chris, let's go. All right, so my number nine pick. This is probably going to be a little controversial for some people. Controversial yet brave. Yes. <laughs> But I actually put Halloween ends on this one. Nope, Chris, I'm piggybacking off you. That's my number eight. So do not worry. I will tag team this one with you. <laughs> I I did not mind this one. I think it was a good wrap up for the trilogy they were talking about. And I don't know. It worked for me. I didn't mind the the story of the guy. And I mean, so, come on. Yeah. I, I, w- I will say this, Chris. I think. I'm glad you liked it. I liked it. I knew Chad didn't. I feel like this is going to be a future episode where we really dive into this because I think, I think honestly, me and you, me and you both like it. But I think honestly, we like it for different reasons, which is going to be fun. Yeah. And Chad, obviously, with his uh, doesn't like it at all. So I say we move on from Halloween ends because I feel like we're going to have an episode on this coming up this year. So I look forward to it. I, I think we should. That'll be a fun um, one to dive into. Yeah. And I know Chad has a particular theory that I'm curious for him to elaborate on, but not here. We'll, we'll hold that for the episode. Well, all, you have to remind me of this theory. All I know is, I will say, <laughs> is that for me personally, I just, I like the ending between what, what's the happened between Michael and Lori. I did not mind that. I think it yep. was also... I like that too. I you like know, I, with Michael I think it was a good little. I think it was a good little funeral thing that they did for him, and it just ended that chapter for all of that. And I think for Lori's story, it made sense, and even for Michael to an extent, because I feel like yeah. the Halloween franchise, she could really go and do something different. It doesn't have to necessarily be Michael all the time, and you know, the man ain't going to live forever. I know what unless they do about. some sort like maybe like Jason thing, which that's what they did with Jason. So they changed it up. They had to, but but they couldn't pander to us just a little bit. They couldn't pander to us just just a little bit. Well, I mean, okay, so ugh, I really want to save it for the episode, okay, but, but let's save it for the episode then. I was gonna say everybody likes the end. Back. You can't have an hour and a half of that that ending. Yeah. Then you're going, oh my god, when's it going to actually end? This is too much. You can't do that. But yeah. anyways, we'll save that conversation for that. Episode, that that's, <laughs> I like that's, that. That's, 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 that's going to be a deep one, and that's going to, yeah. So that's my number eight. So Chad, I'm just going to go ahead and skip you. That actually worked out nicely, Chris. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. All right. Mm. Yeah, my number eight was turning red. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah. Nicely. 
Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, beautiful film, well done. Loved it. It was fun. Characters were great. You know, uh, the red panda that she turns into <laughs> super cute. Yep. So yeah, yeah. No, great film. I recommend it. Don't don't uh, hold your don't clutch your pearls. Just no, watch the damn no. Movie. Enjoy the damn thing. My goodness. And you know what? I bet you some of that negative pushback with people who probably didn't even see the movie. So. More than likely, something they heard and just ran yep. with it. Yeah, yep. I agree. Saw, saw some ranting uncle's Facebook post. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess that's my turn again, right? So number eight for me is Barbarian. Uh... <laughs> okay. I can see Josh had to wipe had I know, to Josh, a vial like, from his mouth. With Josh's one. heart kind of sunk to his bottom there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to say that that's that's a bad thing or because it was going to be on my list, but there was just some other movies that were also on there that I really enjoyed. So it was hard. And, um, but I think it sounds like obviously barbarians on Josh's list somewhere (laughs) along the line. And then Chad, I don't know, maybe for you to or no, no, it's not on my list. Uh, I'm surprised. It's not on my list, but I did enjoy barbarian though. I loved how like it started off as a sort of like, how do you say it, like serious type horror movie but then like when justin long came in it kind of took a comedic turn so oh yeah, i like God. the change in tone with that <laughs> and then like you know like the thing that just got me was the the, the breastfeeding scene. <laughs> like that was just the scene that i was just like <laughs> well i i had to say like it started off being something that because I, I like what they did for like the teaser and stuff because it turned out to be something i did not even expect um so it just it flipped everything up i I thought it was i I thought this was was going to be like some sort of obsessive yeah you know story thriller thing you know the way that they were kind of building on and then it just completely changed everything up on its Mm -hmm. head and um although the purpose of the homeless guy was just Kind of well, I can me. agree with you I there. Was kind of like, really? Well, because it was brought him in for exposition. There you go. That was, I yeah. that. Um, but like otherwise, yeah, it was that was a good movie all around. Good performances yeah. all around, it. and it was um, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I liked it. I had so I put it on my list for top ten. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Chris. Number eight, it should be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we shall see. Now, my number seven. I am going with a sequel. And we talked about Barbarian changing tone. This doesn't change tone. This is mean-spirited from the beginning. It's bigger. I, I told a friend yesterday, I was re-watching this, and I said, this is basically the South Park of horror movies because it's bigger, it's longer, and it's uncut because this came to theaters unrated. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Terrifier 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! They bring the gore. They do have some funny, some funny bits in it. And I and I, I'll tell you that I'm pretty sure, Chad, you probably haven't seen Terrifier, have you? No, no he hasn't. It's, it's and Chris, weird. you probably didn't like Terrifier, did you? Uh, eh, yeah. Like I would say, I, I forget what I rated it. I want to say maybe like two or three stars. Yeah. So what I'll say to that is, but I've heard a gazillion positive things about. And, and I'm going to give you a specific one from a guy I listened to, Elric Kane. He did not like the first one, and he loves this one and put it in his top ten. So go, I'm just going to say, because you don't like no, the first no, one, don't good. don't ignore this one. 
give it it's a one chance. I do want to see. I just haven't been able to catch it anywhere. So yeah, yeah, I picked up that uh, Walmart exclusive steel book of it, so yeah. I could have it in my collection. <laughs> of course, you got you guys know I'm Terrifier fans because Christian yeah, picked I, up the mask for me, so you know I'm yes. a Terrifier oh, fan. Anyway, the actor sweet. and the director for you. That's so sweet. Exactly. And for anyone interested, I did have the actor who plays Art the Clown on last year, or by the time this come out, back in 2021, talking about who framed Roger Rabbit. So check out the episode with David Howard Thornton, because that was a fun one. Yeah, He's a good guy. He's really good. I had a lot of fun talking with him. um, Just that brief time I got to at the convention. That's cool. But yes, it amps up the gore. It's mean-spirited as hell. So you got to know that going in. Well, I love it just for that aspect. If it's mean-spirited, I am 100% on board. Well... Just Chad, well, maybe Chad, don't maybe don't eat I while watching it. I always thought Art the Clown was really technically your spirit animal. Really? <laughs> I need to watch these movies. I've never. I seen mean, he spreads shit on the walls. It's just you know, it's he just like shit you know. on the walls. <laughs> he, he okay. Spoiler alert for the first Terrifier. Yes, he writes his name in his own shit on the bathroom wall. <laughs> Chad, have you seen the mask I got? No. Okay, so the mask I have has Art's name written in brown on the mask, and it's supposed to yeah. signif- represent that scene in the oh first God. movie. That's <laughs> why so it's collectors. The, the mask I have is only, they only made 13 of that yeah, version. It was, uh, I think, was that one Mad Monster Party for the... No, that was Spooky Empire. That's why I couldn't get it, because you were in Orlando. Spooky Empire is where I met the actor and the director. Uh, well, that's where I, I had you pick up the mask, too. I, pick, I had you pick up the mask at that same convention. Is that the one Ted Raimi was at, or Sam Raimi was at? Oh, that I don't know. No, that okay. I was gonna say that, I, I know like there was some him that was at that one con that didn't have a lot of people. At, sure, no, but. this was Chris was working the con. Yeah. Oh, at this okay. time, this wasn't that one was he was just visiting. Sam Raimi was at that I was like really wanting to go to, but you know I was like oh, I'm not not vaccinated. I can't go yet. Oh, oh. this is pre-COVID. Mostly. Yeah, this was pre-COVID. Oh. So oh, this okay. was. Yeah, I had this for a few years, See, but like this whole like last few years have just blurred for me. I can't believe it's been that long already. You're so antisocial, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, I can't but, help. I get. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's, me this way, <laughs> that's that's my number seven, Chad. Go ahead with your number seven. Oh yeah, so uh, my number seven is the Banshees of Inishirin. I want to see that one too. Oh, I want to add so it. Tom Farrell and Professor Mad Eye Moody. I forget what his oh, yeah. actor's name <laughs> there. But uh, oh man, so good. so wild. Like, I'm guessing you're talking about Brendan Gleeson. Yes. Okay. Because um, they're reuniting from the him and yeah. the director Martin McDonough. McDonough. Martin McDonough. Is that you say his name? The Imbruge guy. Yeah. yeah that yeah, those Imbruge, that crew's back yeah. together. Just just wild. Like there's a lot of layers to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very, um, to me, it's a very cerebral film in terms of how you have to interpret it. Um, but man, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, friends that sort of escalate this weird feud between them or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just wild. So excellent. And performances are really good. And of course, it's beautifully shot because they shoot it on the coast of uh, Ireland. Oh yeah, and of course, you know, be nice. Yeah, Colin Farrell like goes Irish. super, He's super Irish. Irish in there. And you're like, good God, does he really? Yeah, oh, you have no. to watch it with subtitles though. 
But I, I second loved it is what I think. Second, second, <laughs> second loved it. So yeah, good movie, great movie. Watch it if you haven't seen it. I have I it on my list on HBO Max. So oh, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, great movie. I didn't know about it that too until later, and I was like, oh crap, okay, I can't watch it yet. I didn't really know anything about. It. I saw it on Chris's to watch list on his to be watch list, and I was like. Oh, what the hell? One day I was just like, oh, what the fuck? I'll just watch it. So damn, yeah, they made good. the list. Good job, love it. Let's see right. from me, right? Yeah, yep. Right. Number seven, correct, guys. So yeah. for yeah. me, it would be the Batman. Huh? Okay. The Batman. The Batman. Oh no! <laughs> I think I think you downloaded the wrong version, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I know it was a good one. There was what was it uh, two cheeks? <laughs> 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 um anyway i digress but uh yeah the batman with uh robert pattinson yeah which i was really surprised about because i wasn't really sure how i was going to take him as batman but he did an excellent job zoe kravitz as selena slash catwoman was good mm. but i think the <laughs> just that <laughs> name selena kyle, selena kyle. <laughs> but uh really probably the one performance that sticks out the most because it was so uh deranged was paul dano as the riddler that was just a creepy performance and so well done otherwise the movie was just good it's a bit of a slow build as well i think but things start to amp up and then wow what happens near the end is crazy in itself Mm -hmm. you know and uh so yeah i enjoyed it. it's a great film also another nicely shot film and yeah just very well done, and then oh, and Colin Farrell, of course, in it too as the Penguin, and just a compl- yeah, just so different. Like no, not at all. And he was he was great. So yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. Right. First that we did fucking Joker in this movie, although we I know, sort of kind of did, did right? kind of yeah. I mean, well, not on screen, but you know, voiceover off screen, right? Off screen voice, I guess. Maybe, but at the end, yeah. At the end. And I didn't realize, but guess what? That voice was done by the guy who played Druig in Eternals. Oh, Druig? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Irish he's also guy. in the Banshees of Inish here. Yes, and he's, oh, he he's plays got, uh, the town, dull, the dull town guy. He's got some. I uh, forget what his name is. Nominations too yeah. for award season. That guy's making a splash he all is. over the place. His little Irish ass all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh, going all over the place. But yeah, the Batman, number seven. Josh, what's your number six then? Number six. All right. I really debated, one, where this would wind up in the rankings. Two, which one I was going to go with. And I eventually chose to go with X, the first one. The first one I saw, I should say, because I've seen it twice, and I've only seen Pearl once so far. I I liked Pearl, and I think it will go up above X as I rewatch it. But I haven't gotten there yet with it. And I just, I love X. I love that 70s Texas that feels so damn hot watching that movie. You just feel sweaty. And not for for the obvious reasons, right, Josh? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it. you feel, like, I've never been to Texas, but I just feel like I know what it feels like from watching movies like that. And, of course, the obvious Texas Chainsaw Massacre, obviously, is another one. But, yeah, Mia Goth is excellent. Jenna Ortega. I've I haven't seen Scream, but between Scream X Good. and now Wednesday being out, she's having a hell of a year herself. Yeah, so. she is. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah X. 
I loved it. We talked about it. We talked about it a little bit on the grandma exploitation episode we did with Will and Alan. So I loved it. I didn't realize too that I don't know why, but the time I was watching X, I didn't realize that Mia Goth also portrayed the old woman in that movie. Oh, you didn't? No, (laughs) she looks so different. It's the makeup. She looks so different. Yeah, well, of course it's the makeup. But (laughs) I thought it was just really honestly a different actress. I just thought it was a different actress. I did too. I did. I didn't realize it until the end. But yeah. Maybe I'll watch Pearl today. I haven't seen well, it. I'm Chad. I'll tell you, I like X more right now, but I will say Mia Goth's even better in Pearl. Yes, she is. Nice. As, as far as she's concerned, she's better in Pearl. I can dig it. <laughs> and then Chad? Oh, Chad, yeah. Number six. Uh, what are we on? Number six. Uh, I picked uh, Prey, the new Predator Ooh, movie. I that see was that so one. good. I, see that yeah, one. I didn't get to that one. I loved it so hard. It was so well done. I know people were kind of like, you know, shit on the the ending or whatever but i was like she kind of outsmarted the predator like uh dutch did in in the original she wasn't in there like boxing him to death you know (laughs) so no it was really good i loved it it was so good that a lot of people were putting that even on their top 10 yeah 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 that's 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 a movie that i think had i gotten around to it would have made this list but i did not have it was it was really well done yeah it was really entertaining it was a good uh, sort of entry into the the Predator franchise. It was a good reinvigoration. Yeah, for it, right? yeah, yeah. It needed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. See, I want to see that one. So for my number six, uh, it's the Black Phone. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Love that one too. I that's another one I didn't expect it to be what it was. Really surprised. Um. The performances, particularly from the kid actor, because some you know sometimes with the kid actors you never know what you're really gonna get. So, but they were so good in this one. Um, so I was I don't know I was into it. It was really good, nicely done. Me it's too. a simple story, but so effective, mm-hmm. and it works, and also pretty damn emotional. So yeah, you know what made me yeah. hold, really disgusted about that movie is that a guy that sold balloons could afford to buy two houses. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I work hard at the library every week, and I can't even afford to buy one house. (laughs) Well, you got to think, too, it was also a different house. I know, but a fucking balloon salesman. (laughs) I guess it was one step up from a shoe salesman like Al Bundy. Yeah, really. Al Bundy was able to afford a house. house. You know what? Fuck this plan. I don't feel like living here no more. <laughs> Slagathor can send me to fucking Mars. Oh, geez. All right. I mean, if you uh, get on the ground level, I mean, theoretically, you know, property values will only go up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For my number five, going to a, I guess my first foreign movie on the list coming from, I it's triple R R R R. Is that oh, from India? Yeah. yeah it's a, is that is that a Hindi movie, or did they shoot it in a different language? Or you know? that's what I cannot say for sure. It is all I know is India. Hmm. So yeah, let me tell you something. Indian movies are wild. Because I, I picked well, for a different one, list um, that we're going to talk about. I picked one. That's one that's, I think that's also been picking up awards for award season too, Josh. 
Yeah, I mean it is. It is. It's epic. Now it's three hours, so it's 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 a commitment to watch. Which, I mean, you guys should. Chris, you chose the Batman, so you know what it's like. It's three hours. Yeah. But it's well worth your time, and you get a lot. And I mean, it's got the musical aspect. It's got the drama and the emotion. It's got action. It's got some pretty hardcore violence. And top it all off, it's got a great bromance that lasts throughout the movie that just has you feeling for these characters. And you just want to see them succeed and know that at some point it's not going to go well because of where these characters are coming from and how they're both coming at this relationship from which sides. Right. I don't want to say too much, but I like I said, it's number five. If you haven't seen it, check it out. RRR. I watched it. It was available on Netflix. I guess it's still there. That's where I was I able to catch it. I remember hearing about it, but... Just didn't know much of it, but that sounds interesting. It's got all those elements. Oh yeah, yeah. It's... I want to watch it for sure. Jay, all right, your number five. Number five is a uh, Bullet Train. Oh, I want to see oh that man, too. such yeah, a fun movie, it. such a fun movie. Aaron Taylor Johnson and um, oh gosh, Brad Pitt. No, it was the guy from the Eternals who um, oh. played Hephaestus. Oh, oh my God! I yeah, his yeah, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna feel bad if I can't remember. Hold on. Yeah. Give me a second. I'm wikiing this. I can't believe I don't remember. It's not coming to me. Hold on. Brian Tyree Henry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, those two were so good in that movie. It was awesome. Just nonstop fun, action, ridiculous. That's what that's what it looks like. I haven't checked it out. I know I did see that it's on Netflix, so I'm hoping to check it out at some point soon. But I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Same. But I got it on my check list. it out because it's it's amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Well, I guess my turn again. So <laughs> my number five is Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Such a good movie. So I as a sequel, of course, to the Knives Out. And we have Daniel Craig returning as the master detective, uh Benoit Blanc, Southern Blanc. guy. <laughs> um and we got a great ensemble cast for this one, just like the first one had. Uh, you got Edward Norton. You got Catherine Hahn. Um, quick. Uh, Kate Hudson. Dave Batista. Yes, Goldie Dave Batista. I was trying to think of Goldie Hawn's daughter. I was like, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Um, <laughs> so I got stuck on that. Yeah. And then, of course, Dave Batista and uh, Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae. Um, great. I did not know what this was going to go into as well because I was actually kind of not feeling it for the first 30 minutes or so. But then things quickly turn as well and you start seeing these little bit of twists about why this is set up and what's going on here and what these characters are discussing and so forth. Oh, man. Really well done. I think I still like Knives Out, the first one, better. But this one is a great sequel like it has nothing to do with the first you don't have to watch the first one to on see this one this yeah. definitely stands on its own and that's what the director intended so it's like um, a agatha christie yes or like a yeah you know. and actually from what i understand too the director hated that they added a knives out mystery to it oh uh, because he just yeah. really wanted it to be called glass onion well you know marketing they so, have to link it yeah you know? yeah but man, Edward Norton plays an asshole in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a, reference to the real life asshole. Uh, Twitter owner Slagathor. Yeah, for sure. You definitely so. get that sense. He's kind of like this hippie, rich asshole mm. guy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, very well done. I can see why it's also been picking up its nominations to the season. Oh, it's my- yeah, it's easily accessible. <laughs> that's for sure. I know. 
I need to check it out. I was trying to check it out. I was tired. I fell asleep. So yeah. I'm not going to blame the movie for that. The wife watched it. She liked it a lot. So Yeah, it was good. That, like Chris said, it definitely picks up sort of like in that halfway point. Yeah. When they sort of recap what's happening, what led to where they're currently at. Like, oh man, this gets so much better. Yeah. So for my number four, well, I'm getting festive up in this bitch, and I'm going with David Harbour as Santa Claus and Violent Night. <laughs> oh, I want to see that one. I no, see I that want one to see that one. Oh, man. I did not expect to like this as much as I did. It's full of action. It's got some good gore, and it's got a lot of heart, which well, I didn't you know, see the coming. Thing is, I heard some people actually kind of compare the action to Die Hard. Is that? <laughs> oh, I mean, the easy way to sell this movie is Die Hard meets Home Alone, because you get... okay. Right. Very clear homages to both of those. Hmm. But okay. this movie also has a ton of heart at its center. That It's still new, and you guys haven't seen it, so I'm not going into details, but it's definitely one that I will rewatch for December's to come. It is huh. well worth your time. And I think, based on the trailer, uh, I think it sells it as one thing, and it's actually a little bit more. Oh. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Because from... The description you gave me, that's what I heard. And I was like, that's what this movie is. But I think what happened too is I kind of got it confused with another Christmas movie that came out recently. I think it was you did. Like- I was listening to the episode you you guys did with Alan and yes. Will. Yeah. And so, you were thinking of Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Which I also did watch that as well. It's not going to make this list, but that was still a fun time, especially if you're into like that heavy metal music. And I want to see that one too because it looks funny, but. Somehow I got both of them crossed into the same line here. Yes, I noticed on the, I was listening to that episode. I noticed you said, I'm pretty sure it has a robot Santa. And I was like, oh, he's thinking Christmas, bloody Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is not that. We David Holt, we called Chris out on Twitter. People dragging Chris on Twitter. <laughs> and you didn't do that. Right? Anyone, anyone that, right? else could do that on Twitter if they wanted to. And I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I got it wrong. Whoop de doo. That's it. <laughs> I've gotten stuff wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong. I'm not there. perfect. I'm human. God, I've, listened, I've listened back and go, well, I was wrong about that. Whoops. But yeah, Violent Night, name? number four. Chad, where are you going hmm. with number four? Yeah, my number four is um, the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio movie. Oh, man. So good. So beautifully done. Again, stop motion animation. I think I have a thing for animation this time around. But animation movies were amazing this year. Pinocchio, I think, tops it. Just beautifully done. You know, stylized, designed beautifully by Gris Grimley, who's a well-known children's book illustrator. You know, uh, so yeah, and it's definitely not, uh, it's not Disney's, um, it is not Disney's Pinocchio. It's, it's, you know, uh, kids can watch it, but yeah, I showed my, we showed our heavy, kids. Yeah. There are some like heavy themes in it, you know, like, I mean, who thought that paradise Island was going to be like a prison training cramp, training yeah. camp, <laughs> or, you know, world war two or whatever it was that was breaking out. That that is that's the other thing is I haven't seen Pinocchio in so long that I don't remember the actual story. So everything was just like, oh, I guess that's just how it works because I don't I don't remember that movie at all. Oh man, the original is still scary though. <laughs> the yeah, Disney one start turning into donkeys and yeah, it still's got some scary stuff in that one. But I want to see that one too. Uh, and then you know that's the other thing. That one too has also been picking up awards this season. So 
you know, it's running in the same category as turning red, for example. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know, the category is going to be pretty difficult for best animation this year, I think. Apparently the score has been getting also big raise and nominations too for that movie. Yeah, I mean, everything about it is just superbly done. All right, Chris, where are you at on number four? Right. Uh, Number four for me. Okay, so this one is a... This one's a feel-good movie. You can't help but just absolutely love it. And maybe it's just because of the optimism of the the lead character in this one. But this one's called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And this one um, takes place, like, I want to say maybe like the 60s or 70s, maybe. Um, you have a widow who is been uh, she's been a maid most of her life. Um, so she goes to different houses to clean up and everything. And that's how she gets makes her living and survive and all because um, I think her husband died in the war and all. But anyway, she has this one client that she works for who has this beautiful Christian Dior gown. Right. And it just makes her kind of obsessed with like, man, I want one too. Um, Me too. Because back then it was a pretty <laughs> exclusive thing. Like you had mm-hmm. to have money. You had to travel to France oh, yeah. to go there for Grace it. Kelly Ward, and they had the to, yeah. and it took like about a month for them to fit the dress for you basically and get the right proportions, the right design and everything. So, but Mrs. Harris is not rich or anything like that, right? So she ends up taking her savings to go to Paris to get her own Dior gown. And and of course she has like her trials and tribulations to go through. Some people, some of the, you know, rich snobby people are kind of like, you don't belong here. Of course. But you know, you got like a model and uh, a designer who kind of like take her in and is like, you know, we think you're just the greatest thing ever she's so nice she's so kind and it's a i don't know like i said it's just a really great feel-good movie great performance by the lead actress as well hopefully she gets an oscar nomination this year but it's it's beautiful it's a great film so i recommend it okay yeah i remember you i think you told me i should show that to my wife if i'm not mistaken i remember yeah you sending me that that title i remember that i didn't realize it was this year i thought it was an older movie you'd found by the name, but I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things that came out of nowhere, really, a little bit earlier this year or so. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me check this out. So and then I did, and I was like, I can see why people love it. <laughs> sublime. All right, on to number three. And I am going with a movie that for a while was actually. My number one, like when it came out, it was definitely my number one. And I knew it would stay near the top, and it stuck at number three. That is Robert Eggers' The Northman. Um, yeah. See, I want to see that one as <laughs> oh, well. Man, it's really good. I, I enjoyed that it. movie so much. Yes, Alexander Skarsgård is chiseled from stone in this movie. Oh, my goodness. If they ever need a replacement for uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, get that Skarsgård <laughs> kid. Cause he 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 got pumped for this movie. Yes, he did. He, he he's is in not it. Like he was in True Blood. Wow, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's got it's. I mean, 
you get your violent epic Viking scenes, but it's not all that. So for a lot of people who just wanted a straight up violent Viking movie, they were a little disappointed. But I mean, it's Robert Eggers. I guess if you don't know who that is, you might not know what you're going in for, but you're going to have that little supernatural element. Anya Taylor-Joy's here. She was really good. She was good. Hell, I think Nicole Kidman was good. Willem Dafoe slapping his own dick. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris, if you weren't sold before. If you weren't sold before, you are now. That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Yes, the Northman. I came out love it. I need to give it a rewatch actually because I, did, I haven't re- rewatched it. Right? Yeah, she gave a good performance. I like Nicole Kidman in this. Yeah, yeah. Ethan Hawke. He oh, may wow. be making one more appearance on my list, so we shall see. Wow, good job. Yeah. Uh, so my my number three, right? We're on number three. Was also the Northman. Oh wow, nice, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, same reasons, just. A fun movie. I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah. I also like Robert Eggers. Like, you know, I enjoyed The Lighthouse. Still have not checked out The Lighthouse. <laughs> and I like The Witch, even though I know people kind of hate that movie because, you know, they're boring. But, you know, somebody who comes from an occult practice uh, <laughs> in his past, <laughs> you know, I sort of recognize a lot of that stuff. So it was, it was a fun time for me. I actually run in horror circles that really like The Witch. Now, for oh, me, that's nice to hear. Because yeah, like, if I ever talk to somebody about the wish, they're like, "Ooh, I didn't like it." So, it's not for me. It was too slow for me. So, it yeah. is a slow move that I'm gonna I guess like has that. Look. I mean, who does not want to live deliciously? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, Northman. <laughs> me and Chad are in agreement, and Chris hasn't seen it yet. So, yeah, I, but it's one of those ones I have on the list. Yeah. Um, so for me, number three, actually number three is a tie for me because both these movies go together. Oh, here comes X and Pearl. I knew it was coming. Yes, some point. that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So it's Pearl and X for me. Um, I enjoyed Pearl way more, uh, more than X. Okay. Not to say that X is not good or anything. Cause I loved X as well when I saw it. Sure. Chris. Sure. Um, but I think one of the things I liked about with, with Pearl is that this one felt a little more. I guess developed in terms of what you know with being along the ride with this character that Mia Goth plays Mm -hmm. and I like of course it's homage to golden cinema if you will the golden age of cinema uh technicolor cinema and all that stuff so you you see definitely Wizard of Oz homages up in there um and Mia Goth I think in this one just gives a hell of a performance like I feel she if she felt like she um, playing Pearl in the first movie was just like only the tip of the iceberg, maybe of this character, but this one, she really like gripped into it, man. And she gave just one of the most powerful performances of the year. In my opinion, this is one uh, performance that should be also getting award nominations this season, but she's getting snubbed, except I think the Independent Spirit Award. Fine. But you might she, say she's a star. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she is. So, Chad, um, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to get that reference. But if you've seen it, you get that reference. He did. He did see X. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Pearl, where she gives that speech. Oh, about being a star. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but beautiful movie way uh, so different than uh the way that x was shot so 
it really feels like they put so much heart and thought into this. It was just elevated. It was so well done. So I loved it. And X is just a great film. A lot of fun. I love the throwback to, to me with like 70s, 80s horrors, what it feels like to me. It just happens to have this. Well, it fits even with the time period because, you know, um, adult cinema was huge uh, back then. And so it made sense that somehow this would play like a background for just what happened, what these characters are doing. Um, but then stuck in this horror element that's such a yep. also an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So uh, wonderful wonderful film as well so i had to put both of them together it's hard to say like i debated that on the list but i was like i'm just gonna put them as a tie because they just belong together we have a tie exactly there if there's a tie to be had it's those two that go together that so that works out nicely number two did not make chad's list made it lower on chris's list but i was super impressed with it and that is barbarian we talked about this when we did the grandma exploitation episode, Will was telling us he had just seen it and he said, go in blind. So I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I had no idea what this movie was about at all. And I went in and in the first, what, 30, 40 minutes, they take out a character that I was like, holy shit, I didn't yeah. think they would take out that character. And then it changes into something different. And if you don't go with that turn, I can understand why you wouldn't like this movie. But I was sold. I went in with it. Chad, you mentioned it. Justin Long pops into this movie. It's it, it's it's complicated because it's Justin Long and he's funny and he's making you laugh. But good lord, he's a he's dick. Also, yeah, he's yeah, a dick he's, character. He's, he's a character you don't like either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like as you find out more about him, you don't like it. It's and then because he but, yeah, yeah. And what's I, I don't want to spoil it, but what he's when it turns out. That's something that's said about him, and then he confirms it himself to be true. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, I'm ready for well, this guy to die because he didn't, you know, he just didn't want to think that that's what it was. Right, right. Yeah. He didn't want to call it for what it was. So then here he is with life in danger, and then suddenly, boom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I know but, a lot of people will say that's putting too much messaging in your film because. We see that in Hollywood. Whatever, whatever. Off those yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> film is the thing is That's what all the purpose of the shit is. Yes, all oh film, God. all art has some sort of commentary on what's going oh on God. in life. Those people just That's need to stay crazy. away from all sort of movies, yeah. books, comic <laughs> books, music, everything. Just need to stay away from that shit if you feel that way. But yes, I was fully on board. I love this movie. I only loved one more. We'll talk about that in a minute. Barbarian <laughs> was awesome. There's still so many I didn't get to see, so who knows what I'd love after oh, I man. see everything. Well, but one thing I gotta say is that the trailer does not even give you no a hint of <laughs> anything. It no. doesn't even give you a hint of what it this whole twist shit. Yeah, that's what I was telling Alan and Will when we you had no idea what the fuck was, you were getting into. Will had brought up Barbarian. I was like. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that movie's even about. Because I hadn't seen it by that point. And I was like, yeah. I don't even know what this thing's even about. Ba- even based on the trailer. Yeah. And the poster doesn't give you no. anything either, I thought. <laughs> or if there was something in the poster, then I missed it. But yeah, great film and it's a great choice. It needs That's to be point. in the top tens for sure. Because it's a, a good film. Fan, so. <laughs> okay. But there's right. some other films too I haven't checked out as well. So I feel you, Josh. 
All right, Chad, All right. number two. My number two is Glass Onion. Uh, I was a little bit lower on Chris's list, but I really enjoyed Glass Onion. It was fun. And, uh, you know, I'll never get over uh, Daniel Craig talking like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> right? <laughs> I do say. Well, I do declare. I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> that's true. I Which, guarantee. <laughs> well, that, that's that's scary because our governor down here talks like that as well. So it's kind of... <laughs> Governor Foghorn Leghorn. Governor Foghorn Leghorn. That's what I mean. That's what a lot of people call him because that's who he sounds like. Governor Leghorn. I mean, Governor. <laughs> oh, what's his face? <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a fun movie. Um, like I said, it picked up in that last that last sort of half of it, and yeah, just fun. Just a fun time, right? Just a fun time. I enjoy. It. Agatha Christie would have loved it. And it works for, I think, today. Yeah. You know, in terms of what a mystery... You're if you're telling a mystery story that's within the, the time period, <laughs> it works. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you get annoyed with some of the technical... The technological advances we made being in some of the movies that we're in. But they do a great job with incorporating that stuff mm-hmm. in this because it just makes sense. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chris, number two. Number two for me is Top Gun Maverick. Oh, wow. I, oh you I, finally watched I it? I did. I did. <laughs> I was so surprised. Okay, here's the thing. I never really considered myself the biggest Top Gun fan. I love Top Chad, Gun. Now, now, Chad, when we were kids, he would watch that movie like on repeat for 24-7. Oh, man. It was, it was great. It's still great. And, of course, one of my favorite parts about that movie is the volleyball scene. But I digress. <laughs> that song playing with the boys yes. in the background. <laughs> but um I and then honestly I thought too, like here we are 30 plus years later. What are they gonna do for a sequel? What else is there to tell? I don't know if this will work, blah blah blah. But then it comes out and it's huge, it's successful, it's made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Chad and mom have raved about it. You know, they were telling me how great it is. Critics have loved it. So I check it out myself. And I, I don't think I have ever been in a while so tense watching a movie <laughs> because I was like literally on the edge of my seat with the shit that was going on in this film. <laughs> and on top of that, it's emotional. The heart yeah. it tugs at the heartstrings. It's so damn good. Um, I was like, OK, I get it. I am uh, converted on this. I can see why this movie is getting Best Picture nominations like it is. Uh, Tom Cruise is actually great in this one as well. It's probably his best performance in a while. Mm-hmm. So, And the new actors are good. It was great to see Val Kilmer in there. Yeah. Uh, he does such a great job. Jennifer Conley. Jennifer She's Conley still hot. <laughs> great. Yeah. So, oh, man. I can't recommend it enough. So people check it out. I think it's. It's on... got Josh, one of your favorite actors, Miles Teller, in it. Yes, from your favorite, one of your favorite movies, Whiplash. <laughs> I do love Whiplash. <laughs> asshole in real life, but man, I like. I loved Rooster in this movie. Yeah, he's Rooster so was hot. great. So hot. that mustache. The mustache. He's got. That, he's got yeah, <laughs> got that eighties must. Excuse me, that eighties mustache going on. I was like, man, I'll ride that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody was saying that when they saw it. Oh, <laughs> you love that for your podcast, Josh. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one uh, I didn't, I haven't checked out. And Chris, a lot of it is what you're saying. I watched Top Gun for the first time like last year. Oh wow! And I was like, and I was like, 
I do not get the hype for this movie. I don't like this movie oh, very much. Not like it's nah. fast planes, fast motorcycles, hot guys playing the volleyball. You know <laughs> the leather jacket, the leather jacket, cinematography is great. Everything. Oh yeah. man! And San this Diego, one is just California. Like, oh man, how can you? How can you not love that movie? <laughs> they take it uh, up. Cop Gun's overrated. Cop Gun's overrated. Blasphemy. And Blasphemy. the music. <laughs> the music. Can't forget the score. The and music. the score. Yeah. Kenny Loggins, Highway to the Danger Zone. Like, oh my god. Okay, well, Chad, you may forget, but for quite a while, I worked right next to a fucking Top Gun ride that played the goddamn (laughs) all day, hours, every fucking day of my life listening to that. So I didn't need to hear that. Well, they missed out on playing the... Not the score, necessarily, but the... Even though the score's good. Yeah. But the... the, um, Oh, crap. The other... Oh my god, why am I losing the term for it in my head? The music. Not the the actual soundtrack? Thank you, soundtrack. Oh my god. Yeah, the score is the soundtrack is just amazing though. So um but they do a a, oh man, this movie's just great from top to bottom, Josh. I recommend it if you get a chance. It's really good. I think it's on uh, Paramount Plus is where I saw it. Um but worth it absolutely worth it. and i i'm not kidding when i said i was literally on the edge of my seat i was i was just like oh my god please make this because that mission they had to do i was like <laughs> oh man yeah. chris have you seen uncut gems no i have not i've heard nothing but good things but i know it's adam sandler and i heard he's excellent in that movie i don't know i just haven't adam got sandler around person. i haven't I haven't just put it on any of my list to be like i need to see it Oh. Well, one I recommend it, but two is probably the last movie that had had me. Like it, I, I think I put in my review. Watching Uncut Gems, you have to remind yourself to breathe because you're like, <laughs> like you just tense up and are like not yeah. breathe. Like, oh my god, is this gonna go okay? But when you say that, that's what it made me think of. That's why I went to Uncut Gems. Long though, it doesn't have hot, sweaty, shirtless guys in it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get Adam Sandler with a goatee. So take that for what you will. I think you'll kind of feel the same way with Top Gun Maverick and what they have to do because there definitely was a period in there going like, I don't think I've breathed this in the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good one. That was and my I number was two. Glad, and I'm glad to see that movie succeed because like, I, I like, because um, jo- Joseph Kaczynski, uh, I believe that's his name, is the director of the movie. He okay. directed um, Tron Legacy, which is one of my oh, other favorite movies. One. Yeah. yeah. And he also did Oblivion with Tom. Cruise. Oh, that's a good movie too, actually. Um, so I mean, I'm, I was glad to see this movie succeed and see Joe, Mr. Kaczynski, I right. think his name, uh, uh, you know, make a big splash with a with one of his films. And with it being so, Top Gun movie, you yeah. know, you would not have. I don't think anybody really expected it to be as good as it was. Yeah. So I'm glad it it changed me because I was like, I I like this film. This is so good. So I enjoyed okay. it. All right, guys, we've made it. Number ones. Number one. I feel like I'll be I'll be surprised if you guys one don't share the same number one. Because I felt I like from not, the beginning, your not. guys' number one was a certain movie, and you it hasn't come up yet. So I'm assuming it's coming up. Well, my here in number a second. one. I can definitely say Chad hasn't seen it yet. So. Oh wow! Okay, never mind. Wow. All right. Well, I'll get to my number one. Chris, I might surprise you. Go ahead, Josh. Shoot. What you got? <laughs> Chris, you talked about a few back, and that is The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Mm. That's a good one. 
Another one I, I went into, I had seen the poster, so I'd seen the mask, but I didn't watch a trailer. So for anyone that wants to not know anything, fast forward for about 30 seconds to a minute. And I didn't know this movie was set in the 70s. I didn't know the character was called the Grabber and he was abducting kids. So I knew none of this going in. So it was just a blank slate for me to sit down. And, you know, some people have a tendency to, like, project themselves into, like, a lead character in a movie. And it can either make or break a movie. I don't do that with myself. But I'll be damned if a movie doesn't have kids if I tend to project my kids into the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that kids has done differently for you now. Yeah. And so with an older boy and a younger sister, I have that. I also have a third one that they don't have. But I have those two. Mm-hmm. that are a few years apart. And oh, I immediately projected them into that. And for that reason, you said it was emotional. It definitely affected me. And <laughs> for that reason, that, 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 that movies like that have a bigger impact on me. And that's yeah. why it stands at number one. Cause it is. And like you said, the kid performances are actually good. And yeah. there's, there's more than one. It's not like it's exactly. one kid. Performance. There's multiple kids who could have ruined this movie and they didn't. And they're, no, they're all good performances. Uh, Jeremy Davies gives, gives a good performance. Like you're torn. Cause at the one point you like, hate him. And at the other point you understand what he's going through and why he is the way he is. Yeah. James Ransom pops up as the, <laughs> I'd say as the brother in a fun role. <laughs> so it's <laughs> one of those. All I can think of when I see a character like that is that meme of Charlie Day where he's like trying to figure everything out on the wall and he's smoking a cigarette. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those type characters. But yeah, the black phone, you talked about it. I thought it was great. I want to read the short story by Joe Hill. I haven't read it yet and see yeah. how, how good it is. But yeah, that was my, when I walked out of that day, cause I had already, like I said, I said the same thing with the Northman. When I walked out of the black phone, I said, "Ooh, it's going to be hard for them to beat this. And nothing ever did for me. So, wow. See, that's really cool. I'm glad black phone did that for you. All right, Chad. So my number one was Chris's number two, which is Top Gun Maverick. Such a fun movie. I should have known you were going to go there. Because because you hadn't picked this other movie that I really thought was going to be. And maybe Chris is right. Maybe you hadn't seen this one. And I didn't realize that. I thought you'd seen it. But okay, go ahead and talk about it. You talked about it a little bit, but go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, I don't think there's anything else I can say with what we okay. haven't already said about Top Gun. It was just really a fun oh, movie. Yeah. Well done. I'm a longtime fan of the original Top Gun movie. Yeah. Loved it ever since I was a wee little lad. And uh, Back you know, in Ireland. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, regard, like even with the original movie, those guys in their uniforms, hot, swoon, <laughs> the glasses, the leather jacket swoon the volleyball scene swoon and this one it's a like tag ocean football game with some of the swoon so i mean damn oh it's so it's just it's beautiful yes it is beautiful (laughs) but no it was it was a fun movie it was great you know and it it um you know hit all the right points that you want out of a fun entertaining movie and man, so, the people who do that in real life, holy shit. Yeah. It makes you gain definitely a deeper appreciation for the men and women who put their lives on the line for yeah. this country. So good. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah. And the fact that Tom Cruise really went up there and flew those jets because yeah. he's all about doing his own stuff now. So Flying off, off the side of planes and shit. Oh, man. Some of that shit, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, green screens? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Okay, I thought there was going to be... And I'm sure you know this one. So my number one is, of course, everything. Thing every, ever, okay, so I had yours right. I thought you guys were both going to go there, and apparently Chad hadn't seen it, so I didn't I haven't that. seen that movie yet. No, I know. Slap my no, wrist twice. But if you want to watch probably the best movie that deals in terms of with the multiverse concept this is the movie for it this <laughs> like doctor this, strange fuck that shit <laughs> well not to say doctor strange wasn't good in its own right but this one it like oh man like you're going to get confused at times in this movie there's no question yep. about it but you also for some reason are able to understand and kind of go back and understand some things. We're like, oh, this is why this is, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's so much at heart for this movie. There's so much emotion. There's so many different themes. Like, you also have the mother-daughter relationship thing. You have family, marriage, um, just uh, the concept of being compassionate towards your fellow human beings. It's, it's a lot going on. But it's, I don't know, they just do it in such a complicated yet richly beautiful developed story using this outlandish concept of, of the multiverse. And uh, it's just fantastic from top to bottom. Performances are amazing. I'm glad that Michelle Yeoh is getting the accolades and the recognition that she deserves. And actually, I am Team Michelle Yeoh for winning the Oscar this year. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis also getting a lot of recognition and I hope she's also able to go on to maybe win an Oscar this year. So perfect. It's a, it's a, just a perfect movie. So good. So I can't recommend it enough as well. And this, this is one you talked about getting confused. This is one I watched at like two o'clock in the morning and I was half awake and that's why oh, I did man, make my yeah. list. I need to, <laughs> I need to revisit this one too solidify it where it's at i'm sure it would have made my list had i done that i feel like it would have made chad's list had he gotten around to it in fact chris i almost made the joke when you said my number one is i almost went doctor strange in the multiverse of madness because i knew it was the i was going to go the ultimate other multiverse movie because I, I i felt like i knew your number one and i was right i thought it was both of yours and i was wrong but yeah doctor strange was all right but i just understand like all that drama for what <clears throat> all that drama for wanda over so imaginary kids and a real doll. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't see that. I just speak on that. We so could go into that, but that's that's a whole different uh, topic later. Because I, I will stand, I will fight that ground on that channel. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we can have that debate on another show. Yeah. So let's go through some movies real quick that maybe was close to making your list and didn't. Well, the only thing I made also was kind of a list of some movies that I didn't see that I okay. want to. So like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Same. People have absolutely been loving that movie. And Angela Bassett is getting her um, accolades for that too. I did see the movie Elvis. And I will say oh, I Austin Butler movie. was absolutely freaking amazing. That man, he better also get the Oscar. Um, but I also want to see Babylon. I also want to see the whale. Yes, tar. There was. Hang on, there was. Oh, I did see Strange World, uh, which is another Disney film. Oh, I want to see that one. Yeah, it was all right. 
uh, for me, but I feel like there was also something a little missing from it, but it's worth watching. And I'm proud that Disney made the effort with having also a gay lead character in this one, but I just feel like it could have been. Chris, you can't be corrupting the kids that way. It could have been a different, maybe a different (laughs) story. Um, But, oh, and another one, this one I came close to putting in my top 10. It's a, is it Brazilian? I think it's a Brazilian or Spanish film, but it's actually technically a remake of the, of a movie that was made like maybe back in 79, but it's called God's Crooked Lines. And that's also kind of a mystery thriller film and it's pretty crazy (laughs) and the ending you sit there and you go oh is this real or not real with this character so very good um and then shout out also to fire island because i know me and you actually saw it earlier this year and that was pretty funny it was pretty good and that's based on um like a jane austen i think jane austen novel Mm. uh so they use the same concept but just turn it into using gay characters and happen to be on fire island so (laughs) Yeah. And Bob's Burgers, shout big um, up, Yes, big the up Bob's, Bob's Burgers movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I agree with that list. The only thing I want to add is I want to see, uh, I haven't seen oh, it yet. And Tar. Avatar. I want to see Avatar 2, Way of Water. I want to see that just because um, I will always stand uh, James Cameron. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to see that movie Tar with Kate Blanchett. That's another one as well. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I wanted to see bodies, bodies, bodies. I wanted to see mm. smiles. Yeah, I want to see bones and all. Also, I yeah, want to see bones and all. Yes. The menu. I want to check out the menu. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty I want to see, but as far as movies that I really debated, like we mentioned Pearl, because I thought about putting both of them, like Chris did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fresh with Sebastian Stan and also Daisy Edgar Jones on Hulu. I'm not, if you don't know what fresh is, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's better to go in blind to that one. Oh, so. Bad Josh. Bad Josh. Hey, look. It's, hey, look. This movie has an <laughs> opening scene and then the the title doesn't hit till about 20 minutes in. And that's when you start to figure out what this movie is sort of going right. to be about. Okay. Well worth it. Another animated movie, The Bad Guys. About It's animals. You know, it's a wolf. It's a snake. Based and they're committing these book. crimes. Yes, you're right. It is based off a series of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Day Shift with Jamie Foxx as the vampire hunter guy. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. I've kind of debated on that one, though. It's worth it. I think there's a segment in it with these two brothers, the Nazarian brothers. That's really, they needed their own spinoff movie because that's the best part. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a shout out to Hocus Pocus 2. I don't think yeah, it's yeah, as good as the first one. I didn't mind it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, Rebecca McKendry's Glorious. About uh, it's kind of like a Lovecraftian cosmic horror set in a rest stop bathroom with some kind of evil force and it's trapped in a stall. Voiced by J.K. Ooh. Simmons. That's worth checking oh, out. Is it like a is it a evil cosmic parasitic poopy? <laughs> no, no. And oh, Christmas story, Christmas story, Christmas yes. was a follow yeah, up. Yeah, we should keep that, being yeah. as good as it was, and yeah, that was good. It was excellent. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed. I actually that enjoyed that one a lot. It felt like the tone of the original movie mm-hmm. to me. Just that yeah. he happened to be in a grown up adventure, really. So right, I oh man, I tell Chad, I, I laugh every time with what happened to his daughter, though. <laughs> I just can't help but crack up with that scene. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the snowball scene. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one that most people hate, I'm pretty sure both of you guys hate. I enjoyed it because I don't hold these movies in the highest regard anyway. And that is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think what they oh. tried necessarily worked, especially with bringing back the Sally character. But I didn't care. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't going to make the list, but it was going to make an honorable mention moist. for me. Moist. <laughs> it was a very moist. moist. I don't even know if I would use that. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, no, I, I, know, know. I know. But I'm in the minority on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Me. No, it was dog shit too. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Such wasted opportunity. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, the one I thought about too. Uh, well, I didn't think about it until just now. Um, I like the. I enjoyed the new Hellraiser movie. That was yes. a fun one. Uh, yeah, we should have brought. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't one. watch that one yet either. So <sighs> that's that's why. That's good. Uh, you got to support my man, Clive Barker. And what's her? Uh, Jamie Clayton. Jamie, Jamie Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, was so good. Uh, yeah, I love the designs of the Cenobites yeah. in this one too. They're um, no, they're not as moist though as the original. It's no, awesome. they, I like what they <laughs> did with this one. It's different because it's, it's I think it's more design, in turn. Yeah. I think it's more with what the books may have had described as Cenobites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the the clothing is of skin in this one. Yeah, um, okay. you know, whereas in the original it's leather. So, yeah. but it's still that creepy kind of bondagey looking design and but only clive barker but the thing is yeah. the only thing i hate about when they try to adapt clive barker stories is that his work is so unapologetic when you read it that you there's no way that you can translate it faithfully to film because it would never be allowed to be shown mm. it would never be allowed to be shown like to big audiences so that's the only downer, but I mean, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, that's the the beauty about things now too, is that I think there's a lot more opportunity for filmmakers to show what they want to show in terms of where they, even how they can distribute it. They don't have to depend on a big company mm-hmm. to distribute it and nor do they have to do it theatrically, even though I think every filmmaker would love to have their shit on the silver screen. There's no question about it, but, and um, some theaters will probably do it. Some of your smaller theaters and stuff but there's opportunity out there i think more so now in order to show what you want to show i agree and i didn't, I didn't bring it up at the time but look i'll, I'll use terrifier 2 as an example that was a movie that got a one night screening at first and the demand was so high it just kept getting put into more and more theaters nice, and yeah. when you watch this movie you guys will understand you'll go i cannot believe this movie played in a regular chain theater like you right. <laughs> it, it, it's insane when you watch it to think that this was playing on a big screen all over the country at one point. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of good film this year. There was, um, but I also feel like there wasn't as much as there normally used to be pre-pandemic. So, but I think we're trying to get there. You know, in a way, I think we're trying to catch up, but it's just going to take time. Yeah, I'm not going to say there wasn't. I'm going to say it, it's, like you said, it's not as easy to see anymore. Yeah. It's not as accessible to yeah. see a lot of the bigger movies. Like, like I know Tar's out on Blu-ray now, so you can at least check that out if you want, because it yeah. is it's available to buy. And you can only get that online, too, believe it or not. Mm. You can't even get that like at a Best Buy or Target or Walmart. They only have the DVD. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say I saw it in Walmart, but I didn't look at it, so it might have been the DVD. Okay. Yes, Boom. that's what I read up on. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, so the Blu-ray is exclusive to online retailers or something. And the yeah, 4K. That's ridiculous. I didn't know yeah. that. So, real quick, before we get out of here, and you may or may not have an answer, is there anything you're looking forward to in the next year? Like, do you have a title or two that you know is coming? Like, for me, I'll go. I got two. Right now, the only thing I can say at the moment, just off the top of my head, is I like Scream that came out this year. Um, That was, it was pretty fun. It was a Mm -hmm. nice homage, I think, also to the original. So I guess in a way, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this next one because it's going to be really different. They're also setting it in New York. Um, You're also, we're not going to have Sydney back in this one. So I I guess I'm just wondering how they're going to... um, change everything and not that i'm opposed to it as well because i think sydney's story and her relation to the character you know the screen face character whatever it's been played out so many times it's been done in many ways what else is there to really tell she's overcome so much so it's i'm definitely interested to see a different direction okay chad you know anything transformers rise of the beasts (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was just thinking of that one because that was the last trailer I watched on YouTube. I know they got the Ant-Man movie coming out, which I'm kind of on the fence about. I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Yeah, no, I know. I can't think of what I comes know, You're throwing me a curveball right yeah. here, John. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, for me personally, I I'm... I didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got two that I'm really looking forward to, and that, of course, is anytime Martin Scorsese comes out with something new, I'm interested. So Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm, it was... Mm-hmm. It was Supposed to originally come out this past year. Is that a gangster movie? Another gangster movie? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so. <laughs> right up his alley then, basically. Okay, I can feel it. I can dig it. Yeah. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm guessing it's a gangster movie because I haven't even looked at anything it's about. I don't care because I'm going to check it out. It's Leo and it's De Niro. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sold. Oh, yeah. Actually, it kind of looks... Oh, it's about... FBI and J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Leo, Leo played J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, I think he's looking to avenge that role because I've heard that's not not a very good role for him, but I haven't seen that. And yeah. But the other one is Ari Aster's latest. It's going to have Joaquin Phoenix. It's oh. It was called Disappointment Boulevard. Now it's called Bo is Afraid. Yeah, so, yeah. once again, the movie I don't know anything about, but Ari Aster's involved, so I'm sold. Yeah, yeah it, so. should be, it should be uh, you know traumatizing. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that just came on Netflix recently and I want to check out, actually, Matilda the Musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's pretty good, though. I want to actually see that one. I liked the original Matilda when I was a kid, so. Yeah, it might be worth it. It'd be something that i probably end up checking out at some point. I'm not really kids, a musical but... person, but, you know, I'd watch Matilda the Musical. <laughs> yeah, Miss Trunchbull back in there. And she even does the, the hair whip thing where she, like, tosses that kid and stuff. Yeah. I think it's Emma Thompson, isn't it? Oh, it's Mrs. Trunchbull? Really? Is that her? I think, I oh think my so. god, if that's the case, she looks so different. <laughs> I, I think I think it is. I might be wrong. Oh, so different. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Oh. But I just look stuff. forward to seeing good film. That's all. Me too. I, I just want to have fun. I want my inspiration and creativity flowing from film coming out next year and i look forward to a a very successful year for film that's 
what I hope for it and go because that's why we do this, right? We love <laughs> yeah. film. Yep, that's it. Aren't they bringing out the Joker sequel next year too? Is that you next year? That? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't I know they're mean, filming. I know they're filming it. I don't. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if that'll be out next year or not. So if it is, I look forward to that. So come out, but you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, so Chad, tell them everybody where you're not available in the one place you are available. <laughs> uh, I'm not really available anywhere. I mean, you can find me, I guess, on Letterboxd, Green Screen Grin. I'm there. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, outside the podcast universe, you can be my friend at uh, Instagram at XTopherOfOz or Twitter, which... You know, I'm using here and there, and that's uh, CBC Monkey and um, Letterbox. You can find me through Chatter Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Josh? Where can they find you? Ah, uh, the easiest thing is I'm actually still most active on Twitter, and that's YNF Movie Pod. So follow me there. You can go to linktr.ee slash YNF Movie Pod and find other places. I think I still have an Instagram there, but I don't use that anymore. But it has my letterbox. It has a YouTube channel that I put some of this content on and other podcasting platforms. So, yeah, check that out. As for us, we'll be back. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that, Chad. I'm not, I'm not that, that dire need yet. They have a feet website. Oh, God, Chad. <laughs> fine, fine feet or whatever it's called. Why you have only feet? feet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't have next favorite feet. No, 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 no. As for us, you can check us out in a couple weeks. We'll be back and we will be talking about our best new discoveries. So movies that we discovered this past year that didn't come out this past year. Had to had to corral Chad into not putting movies from 2022 on that list. Oh, look, I misunderstood the assignment, okay? <laughs> because I'm a simpleton, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, you guys take care and we will talk to you next time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.